American Redoubt Radio Operators Network and is a nationwide disaster preparedness network made up of patient-oriented radio operators. So, Amron phonetically, Alpha, Mike, Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November. This is a directed net, so please hold any traffic until that control station calls for it. Any emergency traffic may break in at any time. Whether you're seasoned or new, this is the place for patriots, preppers, and partisans who understand the necessity of being able to receive and share information with others. When conventional communications are disrupted or compromised, grid up or grid down. This is Partisan Radio. Welcome to Volume 31. On this eighth day of February 2016, we are currently at AMCON 5, the lowest AMCON condition level with no known threats to our communications infrastructure. And if you are a net control operator, be sure to announce the most current AMCON level in the preamble of your net script. Thank you all for tuning in and participating in this past week's AMRON practice nets. We had a 20-meter net take place at 20 hundred hours Zulu, and it was a success. I'll be talking about that and other things in this volume. Now, although we are at AMCON 5, we've been talking a little bit in the last couple of Radio Free Readout podcasts that North Korea did launch a satellite. And they've done this on the heels of a series of nuclear warhead tests. And since they have not demonstrated stability in the past, I think it would be prudent for us to take measures at this point while we have a satellite uh, floating over the United States a couple of times a day, that we should take steps to mitigate a potential uh, EMP type of an attack on our infrastructure. If you're not using your radio, disconnect it from the antennas, and hopefully you have or are working toward spare backup HF radio equipment and, well, VHF, all of your communications, you should have that stored away in Faraday protection. Now let's talk about the 20 meter nets. So far, it was a great success, but we did get some feedback and hopefully we can give some guidance here to make those nets run smoother in the future. Someone wrote, I was unable to check in due to a station within ground wave distance of me continuously trying to check in in the blind. The person didn't understand radio check-in protocol and did the same thing on digital and effectively blocked the channel. So I didn't know when the channel was clear, so I did not transmit. So let's talk about net check-in procedures, particularly for the 20-meter voice net because it's unique. The 20-meter band is a long-distance or DX band, best suited for daylight hours. There is a skip zone or a dead zone as far out as 500 miles, plus or minus, from the transmitting station. That means no one can hear you beyond ground wave just a few miles away. And after that, that signal does not come back down for several hundred miles. So you have a skip zone. So let's talk about normal net procedures when everyone's doing what they should and things go smoothly as planned. Net control station or NCS 
will announce approximately five minutes and two minutes prior to the start of the net. At that time, he should call out for any distant stations that can act as ANCS or assistant net control station for the net control operator. That's his assistant net control station operator. Ideally, he should be a station located in the central United States. Most of the stations in the central U.S. won't be able to hear the ANCS, but they should be able to copy net control. In the case of last week's 20-meter nets, a Missouri station agreed to be the ANCS, but unfortunately his signal faded just moments before the net started. He wasn't really strong to begin with, so NCS should have thanked him, but put him on standby and asked for any other station looking for a, a stronger signal, not because of power, but propagation or antenna configuration, etc. There are many reasons why one signal might be stronger than the other, and it's not always necessarily related to the amount of power being put out. After the net was underway, a station in New Mexico came in really strong, to net control who was located in North Idaho. He actually picked up a lot of the relays for net control and turned out to be a really good unplanned ANCS. The ANCS can reach into the net control operator's dead zone or skip zone and pick those stations up relaying them back into net control. For example, there was one station in Washington state who sent this in. Please give me some guidance on getting a relay I am in southeast Washington, so I would expect to hear Idaho, but did not. What would be the proper protocol to transmit blindly at pro the proper time and frequency and ask for a relay into the Amron Idaho net? Thanks. Okay, and actually it's not an Idaho net. It is a nationwide net, but the net control operator happened to be located in Idaho at the time. Now, on 20 meters, a Washington station should not expect to hear net control transmitting only a couple of hundred miles away. He would need to be relayed in. As, as for transmitting in the blind, that should always be a very last resort after following some protocol. And the need for doing that can be avoided a couple of ways. First, NCS should be identifying at least one, preferably two, ANCSs in different parts of the country. In last week's case, Missouri and New Mexico. Although New Mexico just came onto the net and it worked out, it wasn't planned. He'd originally planned for the station in Missouri to act as ANCS until his signal, his signal faded out. So he did select an ANCS, perfect. But what should have happened, which did sort of, but not real smoothly or deliberately, is the ANCS should be parroting the NCS on his prompting. So remember, this comes after the NCS has solicited a couple of stations who have a good copy on him to identify themselves and volunteer to act as ANCS. This is how it works. Net control station calls out saying, this is N7ABC, net control for the Amron 20 meter voice net. The net will begin in two minutes. Break. W5XYZ, could you make the announcement at this time? Over. Then the ANCS comes back to net control and says, N7ABC, this is W5XYZ, roger. Break. CQ, 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 this is N7XYZ. My name is Fred, located in central Missouri. 
I'll be acting as assistant net control operator for the Amron VoiceNet. The net will begin in two minutes. Stand by. Out. Now, net control would repeat this for his secondary ANCS if he has one in a different part of the country. The ANCS, let's say in New Mexico or Missouri, should be relaying information out to the net into the net control station's skip zone and anywhere else that NCS might not be reaching. Not word for word, but he should be letting folks out there know what's going on. So at the start of the net, you might hear, W7XYZ, this is N7ABC. Could you announce that the net is starting now? Over. And then he says, N7ABC, this is W6XYZ. Roger. Break. CQ, 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 Amron, this is W6XYZ, assistant net control for the 20 meter Amron net. The net will begin now. If you cannot copy net control, then please stand by until you hear my voice again. I will come back with the net word of the week and any priority traffic in a few minutes. After that, I will call for check-ins from those stations who cannot copy net control. This is W6XYZ. Back to net control. Out. After putting out the net word of the week or any priority or higher traffic, the net control station at the end of his preamble should ask the ANCS to relay that information to the net and then announce that check-ins would follow and for everyone to stand by until they hear the ANCS again. So when the, when the net control stations finish taking check-ins, then he should ask the ANCS to begin calling for check-ins. Now the ANCS puts out his CQ, announcing himself as the ANCS and requesting check-ins from any stations who did not copy net control. He should also put out the net word of the week for those who may have missed it. So what if you are on frequency, on time, and you hear nothing? Well, first, ask yourself, did I check up and down the band to see if they QS-wide? And QS-Y, of course, is the Q code for changing frequencies. We list our frequencies as plus or minus. So you might see 14.242 plus minus. That means it could be up or down the band depending on QRM or interference from other traffic. You should definitely have heard something within the first five to 10 minutes. Listen for that one station that seems to be talking to net control or the assistant net control. That station is your connection to the rest of the network. Attempt to contact him directly when it seems clear to do so and ask him for a relay. Keep it very short. And for ABC, this is W3XYZ requesting relay. Over. Now, he may hear traffic that you cannot. He should tell you, stand by until the frequency is clear. Don't keep calling him over and over like a child tugging on a grown-up sleeve. If you hear no other station and you're on frequency, on time, and there's no indication that the net has QS-wide to another frequency, then call out with your call sign. CQ, 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 this is W3XYZ checking into the Amron net. Over. Then you wait. A minute later, try it again. Do this about every minute for a few minutes. 
There could be stations out there hearing you, but you may not be able to hear them. The band conditions could be so poor that no one can hear anyone. That happens. Don't sweat it. This isn't modern communications, so don't expect modern communications performance. Band conditions can change right before your eyes in a single minute. One guy you've been talking to, like you're across the street from each other, can fade away to nothing. A faint noise can become increasingly stronger, and in 30 seconds you're receiving each other crystal clear, where neither of you could hear each other in the last five minutes you've been on the air. So patience. As for digital, same thing. Don't keep transmitting over and over. Wait to hear a response. Keep it very short. And remove your RSID up in the upper right-hand corner on your FL Digi program. Unclick the TXID. Turn it off. You don't need to transmit and include your RSID every time you transmit. Your RSID is basically a pre-signal that's put out indicating what digital mode you are using. Everyone should already be on the correct mode and it just takes up additional airtime. So remove that. The net control operator should start the net on time or at least make an announcement if the net is delayed and it will be starting at a different time. He should also be announcing when the net will be starting. So the net will be delayed. We will begin in two minutes. Over. And then stick to that. The exception, of course, would be rolling nets. And the ANCS should be uh, relaying everything that he hears, such as announcements like that, from net control back to everyone else that might be in the net control's skip zone. These things will go a long way toward a smoother net and will likely result in more check-ins. And more guidance and training is on the way. I'm working up an outline for a video covering net check-in procedures. Someone asked, I'm curious, why Contestia was chosen over MT63-500? Okay, MT-63, he says, is much faster and resists interference and fade very well. The reason why we chose these is intentional. MT-63 1000L is what we use for VHF, according to the SOI. However, you can send MT-63, which is way faster, over HF just fine. However, it is more fragile of a digital mode than Contestia. Contestia was chosen after much research and it is proven to be very resilient in very weak or low power uh, signal situations. And it is what you might define as robust. It holds up, it holds together, it makes it through and it is just a little bit above CW actually for reliability. And also it is very resilient against interference from other stations. We've had uh, quite a bit of other, other interference, QRM, while sending Contestia, and the Contestia holds together where MT63 gets broken up by interference. Now, if you got good, strong, good band conditions, good propagation, strong signal, and you can arrange with the other station, send it MT63. It is much faster. But Contestia is that worst case band conditions type scenario without having to go to CW. Hope that makes sense. There was a reason why we chose those. Also, we will be making some policy changes to the chat room. It's a great tool and it's extremely useful for helping out the newer folks. But we also don't want it to become a crutch 
Someone looking for a net that is QS wide due to interference becomes paralyzed from the neck up when the net's taking place somewhere else, even though we've reinforced that the nets, as most emergency communications nets do, are a plus minus net. That means if the net is not there, do a couple of things. Double check your times and dates in your schedule. Oftentimes, the operator made a mistake converting Zulu time, or they're on 40 meters when they should be on 80 meters, or they just didn't look at the schedule closely. B, slowly scan up the band and then back down until you hear activity. Go up the band two kilohertz and then back down two kilohertz below the scheduled net frequency. Then go up five and then down five above and below the scheduled frequency. And then go up seven and down seven, up 10, down 10 until you find the net. Someone complained about the most recent net being 10 kilohertz below the scheduled net frequency. Why so far off? Well, it wasn't just to annoy you. There was a powerful tone signal above the scheduled net frequency that was just ear shattering and it bled over many kilohertz pushing farther up the band was a net that was already underway. Going back down, there was QRM, man-made interference, from some South American operators obviously pushing full power, way overpowered, and it had that screeching Donald Duck effect interfering with the frequencies five kilohertz or more on either side of that. So we pushed further down to 7.032, lower sideband, 10 kilohertz below our scheduled net frequency. And most of the people found it uh, through help with the Chatsy chat room. And some just used the proper procedures to look for the Amron net until they found it. So starting with the next 40 meter Wednesday evening net, we will be closing the chat room for that net. That's Wednesday evening nets. We need to start reinforcing the, the lack of ability of conventional communications and hone our radio operator skills. And now finally, forms. A sit rep, a situation report, was sent out in the last net, which originated over MERS voice from an operator driving down the highway in Ohio. It was just a practice exercise sit rep, not a real development, but kudos to the operator thinking outside the box. He called in a situation report over MERS, where the report was received and then put into an AMRON sit rep form in the FL message digital program using an AMRON custom sit rep form. Then he sent the sit rep to another Amron operator in Kentucky over HF using the FL message sit rep form. The objective of the originator was to get the message from Ohio to the national Amron net control. This was during rolling nets and there was no national net control, but there are net control operators in each region. So the Kentucky station found a station in New Mexico on the air who was able to receive it and who then passed it during the 80 meter net to Mountain Time Zone Net Control, who then forwarded it to the Pacific Net Control Operator, as well as several other stations who also intercepted the sit rep. I checked into the Pacific Net and that's when I received it from a couple of operators. Great job, everyone. That was good training and 
training that we'll be doing more of. But something was revealed. We had several operators with older forms, including me. Uh, I had a new laptop. Well, it's new to me. It's an old, refurbished, wiped, cleaned, older laptop that uh, someone gave me to dedicate completely to ham radio communication stuff. Windows 7 handles everything. However, I had the wrong thumb drive, and when I dropped the custom Amron forms in, they were not the new version 2 forms. I quickly remedied it, and several of us stayed on the air after the nets were over, transferring the sit rep back and forth, helping everyone troubleshoot their systems and their settings. It was great training, and everyone got dialed in. You should be able to open your FL message program, and from the forms tab, click on the custom forms tab in the drop down menu. The custom Amron forms should all be there and they should all read V2 radio message, sit rep form, and spot rep form. All of them should have a V2 for version 2 after the name of the form. If you don't see sit rep V2, you do not have the latest form. And if it doesn't have the V2, the form won't open in your FL message. You'll get an error because everyone else is up to date with version two. I've included an audio file with a SITRAP form filled out for you to practice with. It will air at the end of this podcast And also, I'll embed the audio file in the highlights and resources posting for this volume 31 of Partisan Radio so you can practice with it to your heart's content. Also, if you haven't set up FL Message, then go to amron.com and go to the search window in the upper right-hand corner of the page and type in FL Message or FLMSG Forms Version 2 release. I'll also put a link in the highlights resources posting here for volume 31. And you can just search for it by going into that search box and typing that in FL message forms version two release. And that will take you to the posting that will walk you through step by step, getting all of that set up if you haven't already. And it will also link you to the forms. Forms are located on the left-hand side of the website at amron.com. In the upper left-hand corner, click on Communications Resources, and then go down to the Forms tab, and that contains all of the forms that we use for Amron, including your FL message digital forms and the PDF versions of the sit reps and spot reps that you can print out. All of those are there for you to check out, so please take the time to do that. That's all I got for you, folks. Thank you so much for training. Thank you for getting your comms up. Congratulations to so many of you who have gotten your technician license or upgraded to general and extra class. And for those of you that are working diligently to continuously improve your station and your skill sets, good job and God bless. I look forward to seeing you on the air. This is John Jacob Schmidt, out. As ready, trained communicators, right up to the present time, radio hams have been busy every single minute. The ever-increasing group of radio amateurs who have equipped themselves at their own expense With two-way radio sets, diameters who saw their opportunity to render a public service and paid off for Americans in trouble.